experts of Common Sense Investing have been helping their clients and listeners make sense of the markets for nearly three decades. Using a conservative, diversified, value-oriented approach to investing, they strive to make you a better educated, well-informed investor. And now here's your host, Eric Whiteman. Welcome to this edition of Common Sense Investing. I'm Eric Whiteman, your host. I want to spend today's show talking a bit about my philosophy. This is something I try to do every so often, and I realize I haven't done it in a while. Before we get going, I do want to mention that I'll be doing my annual outlook on January 13th. That's a Wednesday at noon. It's what I'll call the annual reading of the tea leaves. And I'm sure it'll come as no surprise to you that we'll be doing it as a webinar this year. So you don't have to get dressed up and get in your car and drive somewhere. You can just sit in front of your computer in your sweatpants and we'll bring it to you. All you really have to do is register. We have a registration page up on our website, which is xmlfg.com. Once again, it's xmlfg.com. Go there. You'll see the resources tab. Click on that, and then you'll see upcoming events, and I'm sure you can find your way from there. I'm going to spend the lunch hour recapping the past year. Promise I won't spend too much time on this part because most of us probably want to get this one in the rearview mirror. So. I'll do a quick recap, and then I'll talk about what we might expect to see in the coming year, give you my predictions and suggestions on how you might want to position your portfolio. In the second half, I'll give you specific ideas, individual stocks, things that I like and think that may do well over the course of the next year. That way, you can go out, you can look at them, do your own research, and see if they make sense for you and your portfolio. They may or may not. I'm the type of manager who likes to build a portfolio, one stock, one bond, one investment at a time. I'm never going to buy something just because I have cash on hand. I feel like I have to. No, I'm going to take my time. I'm not going to be rushed. And I'm only going to make prudent investments in great companies when I think that they're selling at attractive prices. I'm a long-term investor. And I believe that you don't have to be so tied up in what's happening with the stock market every second of every day. I think that tends to lead people to make poor decisions. They're more reactionary. Again, you can register for the seminar by going to our website, xmlfg.com. If you have any problems or questions, just give us a call. The number is 571-261-7670. Once again, 571-261-7670. So let's get started and talk about some rules for successful investing. Basically, I'll try and give you the benefit of my years of managing money, let you know the mistakes I've made and learned from and also from my successes. So I hope this is of some benefit to you. Rule number one, rule number one for successful investing is to spend time to come up with a serious retirement plan and truly commit to an asset allocation. You need to have an idea of what kind of returns you need to achieve and then build a portfolio around that. If you don't need to take a great deal of risk, then I don't think you should. For example, if the Miami Dolphins are up 40 to nothing at halftime, then chances are they aren't coming out in the second half and run 
long passing plays or Hail Marys on every down. No, they're going to play a little bit more defense. I'll say many of you, many of you who are listening, don't need to achieve some astronomical type of returns in order to achieve your goals. So if you can call down on the amount of risk in your portfolio, well, why wouldn't you? But you're not going to know how much risk you need to assume until you've done the planning. That's the key. You need to have a good, sound financial plan. If you need help, let us know. Rule number two, and I'm not going to beat on this one today, but be value-oriented. No doubt in my mind that you want to have something along the lines of 80% of your equity portfolio value-oriented. And I, I don't buy the typical stuff put out by the consultants that that says you always need to have X percent in international and X percent in alternatives and X percent in this and that. And I don't think that there's anything wrong in putting your money into what performs the best, which I think is value oriented, the value oriented style of investing. And I will say that my definition of value is different than what the indices are. I think that value carries less risk. So less risk, higher returns, kind of makes common sense to me. Sounds like a no-brainer. Why would you diversify into something that on a long-term basis doesn't make a whole lot of sense? Number three, you need to be patient. I think that those who are content to grow wealth steadily generally make out best in the long run. There's never been a successful investor that I know of who didn't possess an unusual amount of patience. Your objective should be not to buy for a quick profit, but own compounding machines on a long-term basis. Own great companies. It doesn't do you a whole lot of good to find a great company if you just turn around and flip it in a couple of weeks after a couple of point gain. Albert Einstein said, if you can't explain it to a six-year-old, you don't understand it yourself, which takes me to number four. Number four is one of the most important. You need to understand your limitations. Next to being value-oriented, if you're building a portfolio on your own, this is the biggie. Understand your limitations. Know what you're good at and keep doing it and stay away from what you hate doing and you're not comfortable doing. Within the stock market, I know what I can and can't do. And knowing that, will keep you from making big mistakes. Getting outside your area of competency isn't such a great idea. Really knowing what you own will give you the conviction to stay with it or even buy more when the market is telling you, eh, we think you're wrong. Without that conviction, you're going to end up doing whatever the market wants you to do. Get out at the wrong time, buy buy high and sell low. So be honest with yourself. Warren Buffett has said this about drug stocks. He's not a doctor or a scientist, so he doesn't understand and he doesn't pretend to understand. If you don't understand the science and you feel like you have to own a drug company, well, buy the best. Actually, even better, buy a couple of the best. I think that's a reasonable approach. Do you really understand how to analyze stocks and bonds? If the answer is no, then I suggest you don't do it. Or if you want to have a little play account, then have a little play account and learn from that and hire someone in the meantime to manage the bulk of your portfolio. Number five, I don't want you to be very active. Many novice investors 
well, they trade stocks back and forth. They're taking small profits here and there. But I think any really experienced investor knows the futility of this, mainly because of the missed opportunities. You end up finding this great company and then you flip out of it after a couple of points because, well, it went up and you made money. Well, then the problem is then you have to go out and find something else. And there just aren't that many great companies or great investments. Well, not as many as we'd all like. Number six, buy inexpensively, be value oriented. This really kind of goes back to number two, but hey, whatever. Be just as cheap in buying your stocks as you would be, say, buying a new car. You want to compare and shop oil stocks compared to other oil stocks. If an industry is looking inexpensive to you, buy the most inexpensive fine company in that industry. So shop that industry. I always like to say, I want to buy a dollar for 50 cents. And of course, I want to turn around and sell that dollar when people are willing to pay me a dollar and a half for it. Number seven, don't get caught up in the short-term price movements. Up 10 points, hey, that's a lot of fun. Down 10 points, eh, that can make you depressed, right? You don't want to get yourself discombobulated. Long-term real wealth is created by latching on to great companies, great businesses run by fine, honest managers who act as owners and who are making the correct asset allocation decisions, who are growing the dividend, and they're growing the value of the business over a long period of time so that your income stream continues to grow and the stock price increases. Number eight, don't overreach for yield. In my 20-year career in the financial services, some of the biggest screw-ups I've seen have been made by people who went reaching for yield. They, they bought what they didn't understand, like mortgage rates. In today's low interest environment, that's kind of a hard one. And I'm talking about stocks here. You, they, they saw something in the Wall Street Journal. Or they heard something on TV. They heard yielding eight or 9%. Well, I'm starved for income. I'll pull out a report and that's kind of the extent of their investigation. Sounded okay to them and they bought it. And then, well, you know what happens. Doesn't really work out so well for them. High yielding stocks can really be a minefield. High yields many times is explicitly warning you of an impending dividend cut. I think it's far better to buy where you think that there's a distinct possibility or a distinct prospect of dividend increases than something that carries a big yield and probably isn't going to increase, but more likely gets cut or decreased. With the prospect of dividend increases, you're likely to gain in two ways, higher income over time and capital appreciation. Number nine, review your portfolio. A lot of people do it. They look at it every day. But I want you to pay a special attention to the poor performers. Don't hesitate to sell the losers. A lot of investors have a tendency to sell the winners and keep the losers. And what happens? Well, they ended up with a portfolio just full of junk, full of things that because they anchored. They don't want to take a loss. It hurts to take a loss. Well, you need to. You need to look at it. You need need to pay attention to the ones that aren't performing well. 
And I'll give you the last one. Number 10. As always, remember what Warren Buffett said. Rule number one in investing, don't lose money. Rule number two, well, don't forget rule number one. Let me say this. Focus on four big picture items when you're looking at uh, stocks or equity securities. Four things. Number one is the balance sheet. That's the first thing I always look at. Number two, look at the balance sheet. Yes, I said that again. After the balance sheet, number three, you ask yourself, is this business generating an ample amount of free cash flow? And then number four, valuation. What price am I willing to pay for this great business? So you have the balance sheet, balance sheet again, not a mistake, free cash flow and valuations. I hope that's useful to you. Okay, I've run out of time. We'll be back next week. Don't forget, if you want to register for the seminar, go to our webpage. It's xmlfg.com. Under the resources tab, you'll see upcoming events. I also want to mention that in the coming new year, we're going to be going to a new schedule for the show. We'll be doing it every other week, and it'll be slightly longer. Until next week, remember, it's just as important to protect your assets as it is to grow. This is Eric Whiteman, and this has been Common Sense Investing. Now it's time for the really good stuff. So listen up. It's the disclosures. The things I talk about during the show, well, they're just my opinion and are not necessarily those of the XML Financial Group. I typically own and trade the securities I'm discussing, both personally and for my clients, but not all of them. Likewise, employees of XML and our affiliate broker-dealer may be trading and providing advice regarding the securities I mentioned to their clients as well. Don't construe this as personalized advice or a solicitation to buy or sell a security. No, you should consult your own financial advisor to see if it's appropriate for you. It's also not a substitute for tax or legal advice. I suggest you get someone who's qualified in those areas so you can get the advice you deserve. When you're talking about asset allocation, diversification, rebalancing, they don't guarantee better results and they don't eliminate the risk of losses. In investing, there are no guarantees. Just because you use these strategies doesn't mean you'll outperform someone or something who doesn't. I like to make projections and other forward-looking statements, which are just that, opinions and are not actual results and are only valid as of the date of this recording. Things change constantly. XML Financial LLC is an independent registered investment advisor.